0: The Dow rallies for the ninth straight day today, the longest streak since 2017. Yet the tech-heavy Nasdaq tumbled 2% one day after the key earnings reports that the Netflix and Tesla disappointed investors. Yet our featured guest today is very bullish on Tesla. He's also bullish on AI. Welcome, everyone, to Buy, Hold, Sell. I am your trader, Todd Schoenberger, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Tobin Smith, out in sunny and scorching hot. Scottsdale, Arizona.
1: Toby, no, I don't know how it's you're It's hotter your than hot. Here. It's it's hell right here. I'm actually in hell. hell.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you're not doing the show from the pool today, but that's uh, maybe next time. We'll we'll yeah. all get lucky for that. So, and our guest today is the Managing Director of Equity Research from Wedbush Securities in New York City. Dan Ives joins the show. Dan, welcome to the program.
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's great having you. And I have to say, you have been on the news all day today talking about yeah. Tesla their earnings. You even lifted the price target despite the 5% drop after the earnings release yesterday. What do you know that the rest of the street doesn't?
2: Look, I think, and, and, we, and I've seen this for decades covering tech stocks. I think a lot of times the reactions after quarters, there's an emotional reaction. Sometimes stocks like this, like they run up, you have the sell-off after. I think investors, what they're not understanding here is this is just small steps and a much broader strategy that's now happening at Tesla. I think, you know, margins, are all the price cut done? Musk is not going to say that. There could still be some small ones. I think 95% of them are done. Margin story stabilizing. Units look strong. And I think the sum of the parts sort of thesis between supercharger batteries and AI slash FSD starting to come together. And I view it as kind of an Apple 2008, 2009 feel.
1: Hey, Dan, how okay. much... Um- you know, a, a big part of your thesis, as I've heard from you over the years, has been that self-driving really, you know, was not as far away as most people thought. Yeah. And how much of self-driving is your thesis? Can I tell you right now, when I don't have to call Uber and I can get my Tesla to drive me to the airport and drive me back?
2: <laughs> no, it's, but look, to your point, I mean, yeah. FSD it's not a pipe dream. In no, other words, FSD like that, and think about it, you got Waymo, Google
1: I, I Aurora. I take Waymo here in Phoenix. Uh, when I go, through, you got- I take the train down, and then I take the Waymo to like to go to a sporting event, like a hockey game. Waymo brings me back. I've been on that list for two years. Yep. It, is the, it is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It absolutely works. It hasn't got close to anybody on the street or you know or a bike or so on and so forth. So I'm a believer, but you were a believer a long time before I was. Why were you such a believer so early?
2: I think it's a believer. Look, I believe I love transformational themes and picking names and just sticking with them. And like, look, some will criticize perma-bullish. I get it, but that's why when it comes to like Tesla and Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and just some of these, I mean, my view has really been. Going back, call it fifteen years. That this is this is really a an industrial revolution. So just a modern day one. I think there's yeah. second, third, and now we're going into the fourth industrial revolution.
1: Yeah, I, my but, my research company is named Transformity Research. My original one was Change Wave Research. So I'm with you on the uh, on the transformational side, but it's secular transformation talking In other words, once somebody gets a lead, um, it. it's hard to displace them. Right.
2: Well, also, I think like with valuations, right? Like, it's, let's go back to Apple yeah. 2009. Okay, the bears, but at the time, it's another BlackBerry. It's a hardware yeah, company. Right. It should trade it 12 times to 15 times PE, depending on the cycle. You know, my view on Apple has always been, no, it's, it's that installed, that golden install by Cupertino, the services business, the valuation at one point was $50 billion. That eventually was going to be a trillion and a half, and that was a big part of the re-rating that we've seen. Now, others are big. Well, I'm I'm sitting there on my spreadsheet, in my valuation. I'm not You're seeing right. it. Yeah. I look, but that it speaks to like that's what makes a marker right between bulls and bears. I see it every day. I mean, I believe we're, right now we're in a, the start of a new tech bull market.
1: Well, I I've always used. I mean, I've followed you for so long, and one thing that I've always admired. Is that in essence what you're saying? What I say about to many quote unquote tech analysts is is they lack imagination. In other words, it's it's black and white. And and technology revolutions, you know what, every 15 years we have a tech stack, you know, redo. It requires imagination. Uh, uh, you can't just get it off a spreadsheet.
2: Well, but also like what three million miles flown, like life. Th- I mean, the point is like you don't see it in your office building on Park yeah, Avenue. Absolutely. I know. I'm saying that's my other view. Like it's easy to sit there <laughs> on an the upper floor and par- and just be like not seeing in my spreadsheet. But when you're traveling to Asia, you're traveling here, you're traveling around the world. You go into the factories, going into the plants. Talking to customers, it's a different view. And that's now look, that's always been our thesis. Like, you know, like I'm not one that sits there for transformational growth names and tries to put a little PE box around
1: Netflix. That's just well, because it's you know. failed logic, Dan. It's it by definition. If you've reinvented something and you've reinvented a whole or started a new category. Why didn't, why didn't somebody say that Ford Model T was only worth two times, uh, you know, cash? Exactly. For, right. I mean, the, 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 you couldn't imagine that there was going to be 24 plants in Detroit that were pumping out 150,000 Model T's and Ford went from essentially a dollar to $250 in valuation. Yep. And um, so, I you know, I'm just with you. I just want to give you the kudos on that because the other thing. No, is- I
2: appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Nobody and- brings
1: that up, how much you travel. Uh, I missed you in Beijing by about three minutes, I think, flying in the airport a number of years ago.
2: I saw you. I saw <laughs> I, I saw you as
1: I was Yeah, because no, we were well, all we were all this we much was through, taller than everybody. That's why.
2: Through the smog. Through the smog I Just saw through you. Through the smog, oh, right, it. right.
1: Well, it was, it was <laughs> summertime, so you actually couldn't see more than five feet, you know, ahead of you. But this was when they opened the um, the Apple store in Beijing yep. and in Beijing and Shanghai. And I have would never seen anything like that and I I think that you had shared you know early on that was coming and I um I was fortunate enough to uh be there on you know June 9th, or excuse me, January 9th when when uh, Steve came out and did all this and I got to ask a question because I was in the queue. So that's pretty much the top of my life right there. But he pointed at the apps and I didn't know what those apps yep. were. Um, I thought it was just like a facade, like they needed color on the screen, you know, so it didn't look blank. And when I asked him what was the most, what's the thing that gets you the most excited about this is number one is my mom can use this phone. And number two is, is you see these things here? Do you want to, you know, someday you're going to be able to order food on it. Someday you're going to be able to send a text message, you know, and do it a voice. I mean, that was a visionary. That was, uh, you know, the whole enchilada, and I, you know, I'm with you on AI. Uh, generative AI that, is like a tiny yeah. step into the into the space. But who do you like uh, right now in AI beyond the most obvious? But, is there anybody but, you know in the second tier you like?
2: But to your but to your point, that's also why I like, Nadella, Musk, yeah, Cook, Jensen, Lisa Sue, yeah, we're talking about the rarest of rarest type of visions and i think a lot of investors right now they'll just sit there looking at valuation at and i when i look at ai i, I view it it's a 19 it's a 1995 internet moment yeah i don't view this a 99 bubble pets.com type stuff because <laughs> look at the end of the day like we're seeing it. I mean, we think next year it could be eight to ten percent of budgets from one percent. So when Incredible. you start to look second, third derivative, yeah, it's it's from the software from the MongoDBs to the snowflakes to Salesforce.com to ultimately then what I even view as other chip players are gonna benefit from the AMD and others. And then you have the pure plays like Palantir C three and others. And Look, I just think this is it's a golden age. And with well, the fed Yeah, I was, fed,
1: you know, yeah, you know, I was using an example recently that, you know, sort of every 15 years Silicon Valley has this tech st- stack uh, yeah. you know, transfer, right? And it starts at the chip level, but then obviously in the software, but you know, now, and now we have and it always was like a 15 trillion dollar wealth transfer. I mean, the numbers in exactly. this tech stack, you know, transfer and again, the person who sits over a spreadsheet is saying, well, you know, historically, this is my other one that I just can't stand. Historically, uh, you know, the traditional PE for S&P 500 stock was, you know, nine. And then I will say, yeah, but in the, those traditional companies, they had 4% profit margins and they grew like 3% a year. And their business model was completely different. Once you got the software done, you just push a button, you recreate it, you have no cost mm-hmm. of goods sold. Wouldn't the PE ratios but have to be much higher if your cost of goods sold is zero?
2: Look, I think, but to your point, it, it goes back to like the growth over the next three, four, five years is something that it's not in these models. Yes. So so okay. So my whole thing, because like there's so many people like like Wilson and more like people like. That guy, like he does phenomenal work, like phenomenal work. So let's even like delve into a thesis, like okay, you're talking
1: about Mike m- Wilson from Morgan Yeah,
2: stuff. so and Mike, in terms of, like numbers for this year, number yeah. it's not just it's it's not just Mike. I think a lot of people they look at numbers for next year and then be like stocks are expensive, and that's at the face of that that's right, that's true. Where I disagree is with a transformational theme like this, I. You ha- in my opinion, you got to yeah. look out two, three years. What the incremental growth is? Is that being factored into these models? How's that being factored into your DCF? What the few no. Because when I look at Microsoft, we're we're now. If you look at the initial pricing, even if you assume take rates are not fifty percent, assume they're thirty percent, you're talking about cloud revenue that's going to double, double over the next five, six years.
1: Yeah, and you're just talking about, mm-hmm. you're talking about co-pilot, adding the $30 a month co-pilot? Just, just that. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: that's
0: amazing.
1: That's amazing. Listen,
0: let, that's, let's leave it on that on that note though, on this block, because I do want to talk a little bit more about that vision, Dan. I mean, you lifted your, your price target on Tesla. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the audience wants to know what kind of time frame you have in mind with that. But we'll get to that after the Thanks. break. Please stick with us. We have Dan I. Wedbush Securities joining us today on Buy, Hold, Sell. We'll be right back after the break.
3: Buy, Hold, Sell. Brought to you by Crosscheck Management.
0: On any given day in Washington, policy proposals are created, debated, and decimated by tens of thousands of people and organizations working behind the scenes. On 80 Proof Politics, a guest and I will visit a D.C. watering hole and distill the art of advocacy by pulling back the curtain a bit and taking a look at how they play their part in the sausage factory we call our federal government. So if you're at all interested in how the sausage is made, pull up a chair, grab a drink, and join us. After all, what goes better with sausage than a tall, cold one?
1: odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslo is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslo on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.
0: Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner.
3: In a world where secrets have consequences and lies can't be hidden forever, immerse yourself in the gripping new thriller No Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Join Wall Street hedge fund manager Travis Carmichael as he delves deeper into a web of corruption and conspiracy, finding himself entangled in a high-stakes game where souls are at stake, and trust is a luxury he can't afford. Critics and readers can't get enough of this heart-pounding page turner, calling it a masterfully crafted suspense novel that will leave you breathless. No Lie Lifts Forever is a masterfully crafted thriller that will leave you guessing until the very end. With its intricate plot twists and unforgettable characters, this is a must-read for fans of suspense and mystery. From the mind of acclaimed author Todd M. Schoenberger comes a novel that will challenge your perceptions and keep you turning the pages late into the night. Critics and readers alike can't get enough of No-Lie Lifts Forever. It's been hailed as a gripping roller coaster ride, a true page-turner that will leave you breathless. Don't miss your chance to uncover the truth. Immerse yourself in the suspenseful world of No-Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Available now on Amazon and at finer bookstores near you. Did you know virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S.? have to be American built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnerships YouTube channel.
0: Welcome back to Buy a Hold So. We saw the Dow rally again for the ninth straight day, but we did see the tech-heavy NASDAQ drop 2%. We're just at the start of earnings season. So is there more pain or are we going to see some gains down the line? We have the expert among experts. Dan Ives from Wedboy Securities is joining the show today. And Dan, you have been on the news all day because following the Tesla earnings, Tesla had to sell off after the earnings report, after the bell yesterday. Uh, We saw more pressure today on the stock. Yeah, you came out; it actually raised your price target from three hundred to three fifty. That's a thirty-five percent increase from its current valuation right now. What kind of time frame are you thinking for this?
2: That's uh, within the next year. Uh, wow! I think I think it could be conservative as it all plays out. Because look, my view is just they're now starting to monetize from superchargers to batteries to FSD, to AI. you know, And I think what Musk talked about uh, in terms of talking to OEMs on the FSD side, and I think this is really the start of what I've used for the next phase of the Tesla story, Cybertruck layer this year, potentially a Model 3 refresh. But it just goes back to like, look, very investors today, bears, I see it on Twitter, they feel like they won today. Remember, today, they won the battle They'll continue to lose the war against the bulls. I think
1: on a split-adjusted basis, Dan. If I remember correctly, I know because I I was fortunate enough to make a recommendation on the IPO, and I think it was like at fifteen bucks. You you've been right about forty-eight thousand percent from the fifteen bucks. If you take the you know the five for one reverse split and you know blah blah blah. What I am interested in now, Dan, is is where I love the idea of licensing. The idea that it was only going to be Tesla to have this IP to me diminished the, the whole, you know, the part of my thesis on this was that as they get to its critical mass, you're gonna to have to have the other cars on this system. Otherwise, you're gonna have, you know, uh, crazy drivers running into the perfect driver going down the lane. Yeah. Number one, number two, you're leaving trillions of value on, on the market because they've been they're so far ahead. But where do, you, where do you see them with the value car, the inexpensive car, the, the first car? Where do you see them with that?
2: Well, first of all, essentially what's happening is you see with Supercharger, Ford, GM, Rivian, everyone yeah. now. I'm, I mean, they're essentially the Don Corleone of electric <laughs> vehicle industry. Every piece, they're yeah. going to get a piece across the board where there's charging, batteries, FSD. And that's important because this is all the drum roll to the sub-30K car. Because the met look at seventy. Oh, A lot everyone does that price cut at seventy five thousand. You're never going yeah. to get to millions when Mass you get market. to third. Yeah, you get to thirty thirty five k, especially with credits, and you can get get there profitably because of the scale and, scale and reducing battery costs. That's how you then start to get to three, four, five million units.
1: Yeah, I, per I year. Mean, I'll tell you that I don't think people quite appreciate. Well, I know they don't but, you know the idea that if you lease an EV it doesn't you know it say it doesn't qualify for the tax credit but if you lease it the company that leases it gets the tax credit and they credit yeah to you so I was just looking at um I, I even though I think Fisker's going out of business I do think that the, they did some good things in design et cetera. and and maybe um it's
2: very the good things Design.
1: Where, where do you think the sodium battery, Where what is going to be the battery that's going to take the cost down so we can really have this sub 30,000? Because by the way, as you know, the average price of a vehicle in the United States now is like $48,000. Um, so, you know, that's the average. Uh, but wh- wh- what do you think on the battery side? What do you think where they, they can go next in the battery?
2: Well, I think there's 4680. I think that's the golden goose. I mean, I spent some time you know, over at Tesla, Nevada a few months ago. And I think the batter the battery scale and the innovation that we're seeing, it's jaw dropping. And, and and if you look now what we're we're seeing in China, what yeah. we're gonna be start to see in Austin, I think that's why right they're just continuing to flex those muscles. Well,
1: what's jaw dropping about their battery? Yeah.
2: It's it's about it's about the efficiency, the scale, the level that they're producing it. And ultimately, when you look at battery technology around the world, especially when you look at Tesla, I mean, the vast majority of battery technology, they basically have fingerprints on.
1: And have you, have you looked at the sodium batteries? And, and, yep. And- mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I've looked at sodium. I've looked at, you know, I talked to like a number of battery players, whether it's it's here a lot, in, you know, in China, throughout Asia. There's a lot of technology. I mean, even like when you look like quantum QuantumScape, like solid yeah, Steam. Right? it's, look, this is not like. There's just one winner. Yeah, it, it, there's gonna be a lot of way. but actually, I'm a believer. Like when you look at the supply chain, like life cycle, recycling play, like some of the some of the charging plays, the raw material plays, the battery. I feel like that's. The second, third derivative of really this green tidal wave that we're seeing play out.
1: Uh, I follow lithium, right? So you know, I'm, I'm actually an investor in a company that has lithium brine up in Calgary and up in uh, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in
2: it, Canada. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, it it's 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 like 50 percent cheaper. The DLE actually gets more out. And my assumption is, being an investor in this company, is that the vehicle manufacturers are going to need to buy. Uh, and secure the way Tesla did. In other words, Tesla went And GM,
2: to but that's what GM, but, but th- that's why right now, GM4, it's all about, they're going downstream. Yes. To line a site to 24, 25, 26. If you look at Rivian with RJ and the team, I think the big thing there first, like they miscalculated come out, the supplier, the complexity. Now they've started to get their act together. And I think that's turned the corner. Yeah. yeah. I, so
0: I, did, right. Dan, I, talk, I have a question talk. for you. Yeah. So, Dan, you worked at Friedman Billings Ramsey in Arlington, yeah. Virginia. You're at the base of the Dallas Tech Corridor that led yeah. out to AOL. Uh, clearly, you saw all the tech companies bouncing mm-hmm. around, the VC money being passed around, everything else. So give us we have a few minutes left in the show. Give the audience uh, some idea of what we can expect for tech earnings this quarter because you do have the long view. I get where that comes from working at FBR. I, that, that makes sense to me. But traders, as you know, they are they have a short-term memory, so they're thinking very short-term. Yeah, Microsoft coming out next week. Apple the week after that. Are we going to see anything that might beat the street?
2: I view it as bullish going into this tech earn. I think enterprise, I think enterprise demand has shown uptick. I think you saw a right. little of that from, from Arvind and IBM. I think you're going to see more of it from Microsoft. Could you have the knee-jerk reactions after? Okay, but realistic. I think numbers, I, I think Band-Aid's been ripped off. I think a lot of these sort of numbers are set for beats across the board. And, and ultimately, it's my view that there's an uptick in terms of what we're seeing with IT spend, which is bullish for for enterprise software, bullish for cybersecurity. I think chips from an inventory perspective are starting to, to really now clear. And I think the Netflix and Tesla reactions, I don't view as the barometer for what's going to happen in tech. Currently. that's my view relative to the monetization that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, I, tell, you know, I, I'll tell you, I'm I like, I follow that uh, that that uh, system that counts how many times uh, somebody says AI or other type words. Sure. Yeah, and you know that that looks like a Viagra triangle now, right? Because uh, the, the mentions of AI in the last quarter were off the chart. When we get into this quarter. And people, the the first question I'm going to ask some of these CEOs is, "How far are you into your AI um, uh, proliferation? Because if you're not, you're. I think your stock's going to go down.
2: But but no, but and but the difference is, last quarter it's buzzwords. Yeah. AI. Yeah. This quarter it's it's demanded. See that's the difference. In other words, like if there's a narrative that we're going to see, it's it's real spend. Yeah. Use cases. Look to see what we're seeing from Microsoft, from Google, from Amazon, the hyperscale. Because remember, the NVIDIA, the guy's heard around the world in terms of the $4 billion guidance raised. Now yeah. the next step, hyperscalers, Amazon, Google, Microsoft. But look, d- drop some breadcrumbs if you look at that IBM report. Everyone, you know, obviously, you know, that, that's, a, that's a name that, but I think Arvin, in my opinion, Arvin gets it. No. Yeah. And you're starting even now to see IBM. I think Oracle's another one that's really starting to benefit. It's about the install base.
1: Yeah. Well, I you know I was going to ask you about IBM, Watson X. So I'm also an investor in a uh, AI company that is has patented a operating system. They've patented a new uh, language, not HTML, but HSML. That because the big issue that we all have now is we have these silos of data, and unless they're structured. You can't ask, you know, hey, uh, co-pilot, tell me, uh, you know, how much money Dan I've spent on his last trip to China because you can't get there. And there's a number of startups that are in in, in structuring this unstructured data so you can actually apply AI. And six months ago, people looked at me like my eyeballs were backwards when I'd say, well, you know, you got to have structured data to actually have artificial intelligence to get us beyond just generative stuff. It's
2: all about the data.
1: Yeah, it's all about the data and it has to be structured. And oh, by the way, you know, just ask, well, what were the earnings for Microsoft's chat GPT? And it's going to say, of course, well, I stopped gathering information on September 10th, 2021. Um, So this idea that I think we have private AI, enterprise AI, we have public AI, but they're two completely different animals and plugging chat GPT onto unstructured data doesn't do a, a damn thing. Now you put it on structured data where you can. You, it knows what it is. Yep. Also, let's not forget the EU, where, dude, if 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 you're found with copyrighted data on your large language model, in mm-hmm. theory, not in theory, in the new AI Act, they're saying that's two million to ten million dollar fine per violation.
2: But also remember EU fines for tech companies. It's like drinking a cup of Dunkin' on Forty Eighth Street. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, that's great. I love Facebook, that. Facebook got fined eight point two billion dollars, and when, they were like, "Okay, where do we send the when, check?"
2: When Facebook gets a fine, it's like when they're at Pete seeing what type of syrup they want in the cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's not everybody's great. Facebook lives, okay? I mean, you know, some of us small people maybe don't want to, you know. Get the uh, Kulu uh, on the eight million dollar fine, but but I, I'm totally with you. So yeah. so the, the, I guess my final question, Dan, is you, you think the you know inflection point is here? Obviously, you think the the use cases need to get built out, but but the desire, the need, the fear of missing out. I feel like we're in the FOMO moment for AI on the enterprise side.
2: But 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 it's unlike anything that I've seen going back to internet and and I just wanted to, I would end with this isn't hype yeah I'm talking to people that are ten times smarter than me CIOs pro, data scientists they, they that's the that's the one thing stress and I think that's all now when these GPUs are getting bought they're going somewhere go to the second third fourth derivatives and I yeah. think that's really what's playing out here. Well, um, our biggest success this year
1: is SMCI. SMCI. Yeah. If, when you buy, yeah. when you say, "Okay, in my hyperscaler, I need another rack," yeah, you buy from S- SMCI, they're the <laughs> second biggest, uh, you know, client of Nvidia. Well, we're going to, you know what? Oh, go ahead,
0: Dan.
2: But Todd, I would just say there's many that thought Djokovic was just a tennis player, Messi just a football <laughs> player, Tiger just a golfer. You know that, that, that Otani is just an okay baseball player. They'll say the same thing about AI and tech. I think they'll just be proven wrong.
1: That is that is the best analogy I have heard, Dan. I absolutely that, love it. By the that way, is. by the way, I was my hands were sweating so much in that last set uh, at Wimbledon. <laughs> I've never been more excited. Dude, I was. I, I was, was drinking. The, I, was,
0: I was having to drink Cabernet uh, yeah. in the morning. <laughs> A 30 minute game in the, in the third set. Remarkable. But listen, we're going to close it out on that. We'll talk great. tennis another time, obviously. So, Dan Ives, thank you so much for joining us Thanks today for having on Buy Wholesale. Really hope to have you back again. So, this is great. Great. And on behalf of Tobin Smith, I am Todd Schoenberger. Thank you to the audience again for joining us on Buy Wholesale. We'll catch you next time. Take care.
1: I want you to smash that like button. (laughs) Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth our mission that through these stories we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world so get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure